Wisteria. Energy. 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 Hello everyone, welcome back, well members and people on the podcast. Welcome back to the Rose and Thorn Path. So we're going to look at the tools of the craft now. Use of various tools in the practice of witchcraft, whether ancient or modern, it's not a new concept. Ancient literature depicts witches, such as Medea using a wand, a dagger and a cauldron. In many forms of modern witchcraft, we find the well-known grouping of a pentacle, a wand, a dagger and a chalice. The classic tools are known as the four ritual tools of the Western occultism. They're also associated with the suit cards in the classic tarot symbolism. In the ancient cult of Mithras, we find the use of a platter, a wand, a dagger, a cup, a sword and a whip. These bring to mind the ritual tools of the Gardnerian witchcraft wicker type thing. From time to time, People say they don't need magic tools in order to work magic or perform rituals. I agree that eventually the witch arrives at a point where tools are no longer necessary. Although in our early stages of training, it's kind of necessary to have the tools. (laughs) You can eat a plate of spaghetti, right? But you can't eat it without a fork. By simply shoving it down your face and slurping the blade. You know, utensils, tools, they make it a different experience altogether than ramming your face in the plate, let's say. It's that type of analogy. One important element to be considered when we talk about tools is the idea of sacredness. The typical diction definition of sacred is something dedicated or set apart for the worship of divinity. It can also be regarded as worthy for use in the veneration of a deity. In the Rose and Thorn Path, we define sacred as something dedicated to a single use or purpose in the witch's craft. It does not require a connection to anything commonly regarded as religious in nature. The primary tool of an old world witchery is mortar and pestle. That's it. It's an essential tool when working with greenwood magic. The mortar represents the womb gate, the source through which things manifest in the material world. By extension, it can be thought of as an earth envisioned as a cauldron that generates life and draws it back into itself. For those who seek a religious or spiritual connection, the mortar can represent the womb of the Great Mother Goddess. However, the Great Mother Goddess concept isn't officially part of any formal pantheon in the Rose and Thorn Path at all. As a ritual and magical tool, the mortar is called Life Giver as well as Death Taker. It connects with a form of nature through which it can be used to generate and to reanimate. For the latter, it's used to terminate and to decompose. Work some magic, for now. You can simply be aware of the dual nature of the mortar. As a tool, the mortar can be made of wood or mineral. Wood mortars are ideal for working with plant spirits. Mineral ones are good for working with the nature of shadow and the organic memory of the earth. In witchcraft, Tools should be dedicated to a specific usage or nature. This helps maintain a focus and serves as a portal for specific streams of consciousness. Part of dedicating the tool to a particular use of service requires cleansing it of any energy contamination. You know, previous energy attachments. To consecrate any of the following tools, perform the following rituals. Add three teaspoons of salt 
to a pot of boiling water and speak these words. I purify this fluid essence to expel disharmony, to open the entry of sacredness to all it touches. Remove the pot from the fire using a wooden spoon, dip it into the water and then sprinkle the tool and repeat three times. Each tool can be dedicated to a specific entity or usage as you wish. You can customise anything you want, you know, you can apply the desired name with a particular tool. Mortar and pestle, pestle is the hollow. We have a ring that represents she of the thorn-blooded rose. My ring is kept in my um, mojo bag. We have a wand that represents he of the deep wooded places. We have a knife that represents the three daughters of night. We have a platter that represents a hollow. We have a feminine stang that represents she of the white round. We have a masculine stang, he of the deep wooded places. We have the broom, she of the white round. We have the cauldron, she of the crossroads. We have the ghost stone, she of the crossroads. As you sprinkle each tool, speak the following. With this purifying water, I consecrate this tool in the name, give it the name and dedicate it, and I dedicate it to his, her, there, it's service. You know, it's up to you exactly how you want to do that. Once the tools are consecrated, treat them with the reverence due to any sacred object. None of the tools may be used for non-ritual, non-magical or non-spiritual use. When not using them, keep the tools on an altar or wrapped and put away in a drawer, cabinet or trunk. Mine are wrapped and put away. Mortar and pestle. So to prepare a mortar and pestle, you need to perform a particular ritual if you are following this path. Place the mortar out beneath the full moon when it's high overhead in the sky. Use candles for lighting during preparation. Pour fresh water into the mortal, mortar. Um, it wants to be about two, maybe two thirds filled. Then pick it up with both hands. Hold the mortar so the moon above is reflected in the water and speak these words. Queen of light in the night, sky bright. I call you to this witcher's right. Enter this mortar, imbue this womb. Enter this mortar, imbue this tomb. Continue holding the mortar up and turn yourself in a full circle clockwise, saying, Life giver, womb birther, mother of all. Open to the light of world, come to the call. Next, Turn in a full circle counterclockwise, saying, Death taker, tomb maker, receiver of all, open to the world of black, come to call. Pour the water out of the mortar directly into the earth. Next, set the mortar on the ground and replenish the water. After this, pick up the pestle in your left hand. Position yourself so that you can see the moon on the surface of the water in the mortar. Dip the pestle in the water. Stir it slowly in a clockwise manner, while you say, Queen of light in the night sky bright, I call you to the witcher's right. Enter this pestle deep inside. Grant me the power to stir the tide. Now, hold the pestle up to the moon and turn yourself in a full circle clockwise, saying, Horn awakener, seed bearer, generator of all, rise to the light of world, Come to the call. 
Next, turn in a full circle counterclockwise, saying, Serpent slumberer, life gatherer, witherer of all, up into the world of black, come to the call. Now set the mortar and pestle down separately side by side. Look at the moon with your left eye, right eye closed, and place your palm, left hand, beneath the moon, as though you're cupping it. Place the palm of your right hand over your mortar and say, Mortar of the witch's craft, by autumn magic in the night, do I pass the blessed moon's bright and sacred light. Next, place the palm of your right hand over the pestle and say, Pestle of witch's craft, by art of magic in night, do I pass the blessed moon's bright and sacred light. Set the pestle inside the mortar. Place both palms over the set and say, Womb of the centre of all things, shaper, transformer and birther of all. Hold off free spirits that come to the call. Life giver, death taker, stone carver, dream maker. I turn the wheel. Then to show, and what I spin is now is so. Clap your hands three times. Place both palms back over the mortar and pestle and say, Tree at the centre of all things, tower from where enchantment sings. Thresher, dream churner, joiner of all, sound for the spirits to come to my call. Complete by drying the mortar and pestle and taking them away and wrap them in cloth. Keep them safe until you're ready to do a ritual. So the ring is a personal tool for the, the witch in our path. It serves to keep the flow of occult witchery in us. It's the old world witchcraft thing, the ring is customary made of silver with a stone setting. The latter is selected for its symbolic meaning. It's an ascribed energy. The most popular stones are moonstone, black onyx, tiger iron, fire agate. Although technically not amber, jet or red coral. The ring should be worn during each ritual, work of magic or casting a spell. In this way, it continues to absorb power and vitalise the witch. So each time you connect with a ring, you draw upon all that's imbued within it. When you've chosen your ring, anoint it with moon oil. You can make your own mixture, obviously, from camphor and jasmine, or you can purchase it through a witch's shop. A simple recipe for moon oil is three parts jasmine to one part camphor. Before using it, place the oil out beneath the full moon for at least an hour. This will imbue it with the virtue of the moon. The term virtue in occultism refers to pure essence of something, a mystical or magical nature of a specific resonance. The preparation of the witch's ring is fairly simple. On the night of the full moon, at 9pm or midnight, empower the ring with the four creative elemental natures, earth, air, fire and water. This requires four containers, one place to note each four sacred directions, that's north, east, south and west. North Pole, Fresh soil or pebbles. East bowl, smoking incense. South bowl, a lighted red votive candle. And the west bowl, fresh water. Beginning with the south bowl, pass your ring safely through the candle flame three times. Each time saying, Spirit of fire, transform this ring from a thing of earth into one of spirit. Next, pass the ring through the incense smoke three times. Each time saying, Spirit of air carrying this ring into the mystic realm. Now, dip the ring in the water three times, each time saying, 
Spirit of Water moved this ring in the current of magic. Finish by tapping the ring on the soil or pebbles three times, each time saying, Spirit of Earth, bind all forces together to manifest the witch's ring of power. Pick the ring up in your left hand and extend it to the moon. Use your left eye to look through the opening of the band so you can see the moon encircled. Then speak the words of enchantment. By fire, air, water and earth. Now the witch's ring is birthed. Here below in this moonlight, moonlit hour awakens now the timeless power. Next, link the ring to she of the farm blood of rose. To do this, set the ring on your work area. Take a single long stem red rose and use it to trace the letter S three times over the ring, saying, In the name of she of the thorn blood of rose, may this ring be a protection and summon the forces of the greenwood magic. I join this ring to the thicket of thorns that encircle, to the canopy of branches that shelter, and to the entangled roots that bind. Put the ring on. Stand with your arms and legs outstretched so you make sort of an X formation and make a declaration. I am Pharmasuk. Roots beneath, hear me. Shadow below, know me. Branches above, connect me. For in between I stand as a thorn-blooded witch of the ways. Conclude by pouring an offering of wine on the ground and pushing a coin down in the soil. You can increase the powers of the ring by using one or both of the simple methods. Hold the ring in the palm of your left hand. Take a lighter stick of incense in your right hand. Using the smoke, trace a five-pointed star clockwise over the ring three times, each time saying, Strict charge and watch. I give that the wearer of this ring, no evil thing approach or enter. That's one good way of doing it. And there is another way. You can place a large metal lid from a jar on your work area and fill it half full with some perfume or cologne, whatever you want to do. And then, obviously, um, maybe proof grain alcohol, if you can obtain some. Carefully touch a lighter match to the surface of the liquid. A soft blue flame should dance across its surface. Attach the ring to a metal chain and suspend it over the flame. Gently swing the ring in a circle so that it passes in and out of the fire. And while doing this, speak the words of enchantment three times. Fire pass into this ring as a shield, flames of protection that do not yield. Remove the ring from the fire, and then using the index finger of your right hand, trace a five-pointer star over it. In your mind's eye, see this is a star of blue flame. Sense it. Mentally pass the blue flaming star into the ring. This completes the magical charge. Whenever you feel threatened, hold the ring in front of you and say, Fire arise from this ring as a shield, flames of protection that do not yield. Mentally, see it rise from the ring and sense its flaming presence in front of you. Remember to reload the ring with fire each full moon using the method of passing it through the fire, back and forth, back and forth. And that's just a few of the tools that we use. When we come back, we will continue with the rest of the tools that we use and how to consecrate them. I've already done all this. Like I say, I have my ring. I have all my stuff. I've already done it all. So this is something that I've done and gone through. I'm just sharing it with others, that's all. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. When we come back, we're going to move on to The Witch's Blade, which should be interesting, right? The Witch's Blade. Hmm. Many blessings. Wisteria. Wisteria. Energy. 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 Twister. 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 Twister.